Are you ready to build a life full of freedom, impact, and legacy? Here I share all the things to get your mindset right to show up as your best self in your everyday and in your online business. Grab your favorite snack and let's build your blueprint. This is the Inspire Blueprint Podcast with Tatiana Muse. Let's go. Okay, we are going to get right into this topic because, first of all, I'm very excited to talk about part two of this. And if you have not, make sure you go back and listen to the first part of this little mini series. It's just a two-part series, but we're talking about launching. So last week, I talked all about exactly what could really be the recipe for what has been successful in launching for me in the past with different types of businesses I've ran, different products and things I've launched. We talked all about it, things to do, what to consider, uh, what to plan out, content, all of that. We talked about all of that. So make sure you go back to that episode if you missed it. We are going to really dive in a little bit deeper to what I kind of consider the mental load of launching, um, just the stressors and the real that is behind a launch, because we can talk about more of like what I kind of see as the glitzier side of it, you know, all of this stuff, oh, posting and showing up online and all of that. But I really want to get to the heart of it, get to the mind of it, because it's a lot. So let's talk about it. So first of all, let's just address the fact that when you are launching something, you're putting something into the world that is not out there yet. Even if people may have done it before, it's still not going to be anything like what you're doing. And that is what is so special, but also so scary, right? When you're putting something out into the world, a lot of times we are really tied to something emotionally. If you've been putting several months into it, or even if you've had this really big lead up to even wanting to create it, I know a lot of women that I meet with and talk with and work with, they will always say like, okay, I've been sitting on this idea for years and I'm just now starting to take some action and think about doing it. And so even just thinking about that load that comes with it of like, oh my gosh, I've already invested so much of my time into just thinking about this thing. And now that I'm actually doing it, you know, I want to just really give room for those feelings because it's all real, you know? And so when you are bringing that baggage, essentially, of just you finally getting out of your own way to do something, that is huge. But it's scary. It's intimidating. It's exciting. It's just full of so many different emotions that I can't even explain it. Like I always say, you know, it is nothing like holding something in your hand that you have been thinking about for just whatever length of time to be holding it in your hand and realize like, oh my gosh, I created this. But even more so now wanting to get it into other people's hands or for other people to use your service or your product, your course, whatever it is, because again, this really is going to apply to any type of launch, is that we just really need to talk through some of these more mental mindset sides of launching because I think it's just as important as the strategy piece. You as a person, as the executor of all of these things, needs to just kind of be aware of some of these feelings and emotions that will come with it and just to try to set ourselves up for the best we can when it comes to this. So I'm going to get right into it. I have a couple of points and then I have just some last kind of things about bouncing back. <laughs> we'll talk about that at the end. So 
First of all, I think that we just need to first be realistic with what we're trying to do, but at the same time, not playing it too safe. So just meaning that if you're putting something out there, you know, if you're trying to do planners, let's say maybe you're getting them made by a company and they're telling you, okay, well, you will have to get 500 of them. You know, that's a gamble that you may have to take in order to get the quality you want, you know, unless you want to maybe play it safe at first and maybe pick a little bit of a more simpler design from somewhere else until you're ready to work up to the bigger investment of the 500. So when we're thinking about just being realistic and playing it safe, it's just looking at the big picture of everything. In order to grow, we have to be willing to take some risks, but at the same time, We don't want to do it to a point where it becomes a fault on ourselves that now we feel like we have completely fallen short of this huge, humongous goal we have for ourselves. So even if it's not a product, even if you are launching a YouTube channel for the first time and you go to post that first video and you're saying, okay, off my first video, I'm going to get a thousand subscribers and 500,000 views. Now, yes. That has happened for some people. You know, there have been viral moments online. We know this. But the reality is that does not happen for most of us. And I don't say it in a way to ever make it be like that's not possible for someone. That's never what I'm trying to make it like. But I just have to address, you know, that that's not being realistic. It's more so like that would be so cool. That would be like the most epic thing. And if that happened, oh, yes, thank God. But you know what? Let me go ahead and implement some strategy and some keywords and some consistency in growing my channel and knowing that it will probably take time to grow just because that is typically how it is for the majority, right? It's just really getting good with knowing what works well for you to grow. And so I think it's just important to be realistic with yourself in any aspect. So Don't play it too safe, you know, continue to show up, continue to post, even when it feels kind of like, well, what is the point? No one's really watching, you know, that's playing it safe when you start to fall back into yourself and just be like, okay, maybe I'll just, you know, not be visible. Maybe people don't have to see what I'm doing or, you know what, maybe I just won't purchase the note, the, or maybe I just won't purchase the planners because No one probably is going to want them anyway, and I'm not going to be able to sell 500 of them. And 500 is a lot, you know, but there's so many ways. There's always there's always another way is basically what I'm saying. So if you're finding that you're running into a wall and this is even just kind of getting into product creation and things like that a bit. But if you're running into a wall, just realize that there is always another way. Okay, so you apply this first point to whatever is going to mean for you because I know that you may be thinking about something when I'm saying this, but just be realistic with yourself, but don't be too safe. Be open to the process. Be willing to do the work and realize that it's going to take some hard work to get there and it's not going to happen overnight. So that's that realistic part, but also realizing that because you may be fearful or unsure of how it's going to go doesn't mean that you have to not take any sacrifices or any risks whatsoever because with risk comes reward, right? So that is really what the first part of this is. 
So number two is I actually wrote down in here to just bear it all. And I talked a bit about value in the first part of this little mini launch series. And all that I'm saying with bear it all is that you need to be willing to connect and build trust with your audience and share your story. This is really where it can feel very emotional, especially if you've never shared your story before. You know, you may be feeling like people may judge you or they don't understand you. But I promise that sometimes sharing our story, even though it feels like we're revealing this piece of ourselves that we don't necessarily think people will see as attractive in a way, a lot of times is the very thing that will connect us to those that need to hear it. And so, no, you know, some things that you share really may not resonate with some people and they may be like, what was she thinking? But there's going to be someone out there. There's going to be many someones out there that do need to hear it, that may be struggling with the same things. And a lot of the clients that I work with, even though we may be working on a physical product for them, I work with a lot of ladies that are doing planners and journals and just businesses that have these goods behind them, right? These pretty journals that they're trying to create, for example. But what's tied to it is so much deeper. The journey that they got to, to want to create this thing and birthed their stories are so meaningful. I actually had one of my clients on my YouTube channel not too long ago for a spotlight series that I'm doing, uh, Rainbow. And she was talking all about how she came out of being homeless at one point in her life. She dealt with the loss of her husband and just so many different things that she came through and overcome. And that was just some of the things she shared in that interview. But she overcame it and sharing that you don't understand how much your story can touch someone, change a life, help someone see that they're not alone. And that in itself can help people resonate with you. I'll never forget when I decided to share my entrepreneurship story. And I was, a few people had asked like, oh, can you share your story of, you know, how how you got here and all of that. And I was just like, why would anybody want to hear that? You know, like, it's not really anything all like that. Like, I didn't have this super crazy low point. You know, I had my low points, but when you compare sometimes to what other people have been through, you can easily kind of downplay your own journey and your own story. And so I really didn't feel like it would benefit anyone. And the feedback I got was amazing to the point where people were signing up to work with me. So many comments of just people that could relate and understand and just thanking me for just being willing to share and be vulnerable. And so there is so much power in your story that you do not realize. And so it can be emotional, you know, when you're thinking about launching and actually having to share pieces of you. It doesn't mean telling everybody all your business and every single thing you're dealing with or have been through, but just the things that really will help your audience with whatever they're sitting in, whatever pain point they have. And talking about what you feel comfortable talking about. You know, this is not about me saying like, you need to tell everybody all your dirty laundry. No, but you have to be willing to be authentic with people because that is going to build that trust and that connection that you are desiring to grow when you're launching. And also another piece of this is be willing to bear it all behind the scenes. So the same thing, if you are working on something and you're trying to create it behind the scenes, but you're thinking like, oh, I can't show anybody until it's perfect. 
I can't let anyone know what's going on. They can't even see the corner of what I'm working on or anything until I'm literally holding the final version in my hand. You're missing out on all of that good content you could be sharing because you are waiting for something to be perfect when we all know that perfect really doesn't exist. And so getting out of the perfectionism as well and just be willing to share the behind the scenes of what you're doing resonates with people so much more than you could imagine. Another example that I can give of just my own personal journey was sharing when I decided I wanted to create my own planner by hand. And I did an entire launch video series on my YouTube channel leading up to the launch of the planner. So this is all going in line with us launching, right? And it was me just showing my raw emotions of how freaking scared I was to launch this, but how excited I was and just learning the process, the downfalls, the great parts. There's a video of me putting it together for the first time and I nearly almost started crying. Like it's just, there's nothing better than people being able to genuinely connect with you in your journey as you're doing it. Don't ever feel like you have to arrive to this level before you can share. This is what bearing it all is all about. And it can be emotional. Like I said, you know, it's scary. It's scary to subject yourself to the internet, right? Because we never know what we're going to get. People are judgy. People can be straight up rude. But more often than not, people are really supportive. And it gives you just that extra thing to be like, okay, let me keep going. And so I think it's just important to identify that this is a big piece of that value that I didn't mention so much in the last episode, but that you need to do. You have to be willing to share some pieces of you in this type of business where we are trying to do one that is of impact. So number three is to remove your worth from the outcome. I think that no matter what the outcome is, you know, whether you sell out of all of them, whether you now have a wait list for more people to get on, whether you sell none, if you fall short of the number you hope to sell or, you know, you fall short of the number of subscribers you hoped to gain by your new channel. Like I mentioned that example of you were doing a channel. You can't tie your worth to the outcome. And I know it's easier said than done, but the earlier on that you can start to just repeat this to yourself, the easier it will be for you to accept whatever outcome it is. And that means good or bad, you know, like if you sell out, if you're making like a ton more money than you thought, you know, like maybe it goes way beyond what you thought or you believed it would be. Okay, we can't get a big head now and all of a sudden just be like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, look at me, you know, because what happens and this is me just being real with y'all, because <laughs> this is how it is. You know, I had a really, really good I've had, well, I've had a lot of good launches over the years, but I've also had a lot of what I consider flops as well. And there would be times, especially when it would be like my first time with something really, really doing well. I wouldn't necessarily say I got cocky. That's not really the right word, but I would feel like, oh, I figured it out, right? Like, oh, I got this thing in the bag. And then it would be time to do another type of launch, maybe for something different. And then it wouldn't go so well. And so I tied my worth to the outcome. I felt like, okay, I failed. Um, yeah, this is not what I thought it was going to be. 
And obviously no one cares about anything that I'm doing anymore. Like it's very easy to fall into that state. It's very easy in entrepreneurship to be feeling like you are on top of the world one day and feel like you are literally in the bottom of the pit the next day because it's just such a roller coaster of a journey. And especially when we're talking about, you know, how things can go. Now, there's so many ways that you can try to be consistent. But when it comes to like live launching and being a solopreneur, a small business, and um, especially in the aspects we're talking about, sometimes it's just inconsistent. You know, it's inconsistent income. That is the reality of entrepreneurship for many of us. And so it's just a matter of removing yourself from it. So even if you do have a 10K launch or a 1K launch, you know, you hit your first four figures or you get a sale, whatever it is, I don't care. Don't tie yourself to that outcome because then what will happen is then if, for example, I had a subscription box. I I love to give examples because it really helps me bring it home. I had a subscription box and it took, it was a very steady growth of my box. It did not happen overnight. In fact, it took several months to finally start getting what I felt was a good amount. But in the beginning, I had literally just a handful of people and a couple of the people was my mom and my grandmother. No, not my grandmother, my mom and my godmother. So that was very humble beginnings for me. And then it would get to the point where like I would have a decent amount of people, people would cancel on and off. And I automatically tied the fact that people were canceling to like, oh my gosh, my box must not be good enough. And it's like, no, people cancel things all the time, girl. Like this is just the reality of it. This is the push and pull. It's business. It's not personal, right? Like we need to, all those things bring this into this point is just that it's business. It's not personal, even though this is a faith work. You know, this is something that our heart is in. We have to be willing to detach ourselves from the outcome because it will destroy you if you let it. And that is from both a good and a bad outcome. Same with if it goes bad, you know, if you don't sell any or if you sell way less than you thought, you can't feel like all of a sudden like, oh my gosh, I am a complete failure. I'm a joke. Why did I do this? No one cares. It's like, no, girl, let's go back to the drawing board. Let's get this strategy in order. Point number four is to make sure that you do set goals that you can measure and that you can check in with your progress along the way. So this is kind of to piggyback a little bit off of a point that I even had within the last episode when I was just talking about really setting some goals, like, you know, how many people sign up for your email opt-in, how many people you want to purchase if you have a specific amount of people that can get something. Like when I was mentioning a subscription box, I always had a cap. So if I knew, okay, this month only 20 people, and then as it grew, okay, this month only 75 people or only 100 people, because it was handmade. So my caps was always a little bit on the smaller side because a lot of it was made by hand. But in any event, you need to set the goals so that you can track the progress along the way. So if you are noticing that you have this free opt-in kind of in the beginning of your launch and no one is necessarily signing up for it, okay, well, maybe, oh, you know what, maybe I might need to add another week on just to kind of re-educate people again. Um, I'm tracking my progress and I'm not necessarily seeing the growth. But if you're not really tracking anything, you don't have a goal you're working towards, it's hard to really know where you need to make shifts while you're in it until after it happens and you're like, oh, wait, you know, so be willing to kind of have almost like some milestones and things to be looking out for along the way. And that comes with time. That comes with doing things. 
multiple times, honestly, to really even know what to look out for with that. But I think a great example is the opt-in because that to me, and I should have mentioned this at the beginning of the episode, is going to be an indication of if people even have a care in the world of this topic that you're talking about. So if I would have posted that first video about email building, let's say, for example, and I noticed that it got like three views, no one had anything to say about it. No one was excited when I announced that the series was coming. I didn't get any feedback. I probably would have been like, oh, shoot, maybe I should either maybe give this one more week. Maybe Let me make sure people actually want to hear about this from me first, because that's another thing. You know, this is actually just like kind of a sub point to this all is to make sure that this is relevant to people. Make sure that this is actually something that they need, you know, and knowing your audience is really what's going to be important for that. If you don't know your audience, we'll have to talk about that in another episode of how to get to know them. But you have to know what they want, what they need, what they're hoping to hear from you. And if you don't have an audience yet, then be willing to do that market research to find out what this audience is going to need. Because that's another part of it, right? You know, if you are getting ready to put all your eggs in this one basket and literally nobody is caring about that, then it may be something to assess in a whole of like, is this even something I should be launching? And we'll dive into that a little bit more in a moment. The last part of this, and then it's going to get into really just the last, not even half, but just the last maybe five or so minutes of this episode is just falling short is an opportunity to be better. I think that it's easy for us to label it as a failure if we do fall short of what our goal was. But I really think it's an opportunity to look at the situation and assess where we can be better. So this is where I wanted to just add some extra things for what I kind of call just bouncing back after a launch has flopped or failed or fell short, you know, whatever you want to call it. I don't really like using the word failure. But sometimes this is the real, right? Sometimes it just, it didn't go right. So some things to do to bounce back. And when I said earlier, you know, about not tying your worth to the outcome, it's for this exact reason. So I wanted to share this because I think so many times people always just talk about how everything went right. And they had a 6K launch and a 10K launch and 100 people signed up and I sold out and but no one ever talks about when it doesn't go right. And I know why they don't talk about it, because it's not something really fun to talk about. It's not really something you want to really put out there and be like, oh my gosh, everybody, my launch failed. Yay. Yay for me. That's not really something that we want to share. But I can honestly say that I have had my fair share of flops and failures in launching. and. It happens all the time. And it's just, it's constantly something you have to revisit. I have to not tie my worth to the outcome. And so I just wanted to leave you with these last couple of things to just remember if you are that person, maybe you just came off of a launch and it didn't go well, this part is really for you. First thing, take a breather. I think after you launch something live, it's exhausting, it's a lot of work, it's a lot of emotions. And a breather is important as much as I would say, just hop right back into it, especially if you've been taking my advice and you've been doing that, you know, two to three months of, you know, really getting people ready for it. And then it just did not go as planned. 
take a breather. That time frame is going to be up to you. But if it's a week, if it's a month, whatever it is, a few days, take that time away from it all. Like I wouldn't even, if you can, I mean, depending on what kind of business you have going on and all of that. But if you're able to just step away from it for a realistic amount of time to just get back in tune with you, what makes you happy. You know, revisiting that acronym for INSPIRE, you know, really just kind of refreshing yourself and just taking some time to just refocus on you, your worth, who you are, whose you are. I think it's important. Um, Hearing from God, getting quiet with God, I know is a great one that sometimes to do. Revisiting your goals that you have. All of those things is something you can do during the time of taking a breather. And then another thing I love to do is to just get outside opinions in whatever way this may look for you. So if you have an accountability partner, if you have a business coach, I know for me, I've had meetings with my business, a meeting with specifically a meeting in particular that I had that I had with her after a launch did not go well earlier this year, actually. And I just felt defeated, especially after kind of coming off of like a high of things kind of going well, you know? And then I was feeling really low and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm questioning everything. And so I met with her. Also, just getting opinions from people that have already used your products or your services, um, asking them, hey, you know, like, what do you think about it? What could be better? Um, What did you love about it? You know, like, how are you using it? Really just polling people, getting suggestions, tips, feedback, testimonials, All of that helps because I think knowledge is power, right? And so if you're able to hear it from someone that is on the outside, if it is like a coach or a trusted friend or an accountability partner or whatever it is, they're going to be able to see parts of you that you're not able to see because they're not emotionally tied to what you have going on. So that aspect is helpful. But then getting the feedback for people that have actually been using your services or products, especially if it's positive, is going to be reassuring to you like, okay. You know, I know I got a good thing going on or, you know what, this is some feedback I got. Maybe this could be a reason why I need to go back to the drawing board. Right. So either way, it's just important to get those outside opinions. Be mindful. You know, don't do it to where somebody that, you know, could be negative and bringing the wrong energy and all of that. But it's important to look outside of yourself sometimes because we can't get in our heads so much and it can really stop us from truly growing the way we need to grow. And then you need to reassess what did work, you know? So if you did opt in, for example, and 10 people signed up for it or 100 people signed up for it or anyone signed up for it, okay, it resonated with somebody. Okay, reach out to that person or a couple of those people and ask them, how did you like it? What, how did it help you? What made you want to sign up for it? Get that information from them. I keep telling, you know, like I love to ask people questions and poll them. I will send out a survey in a minute. I will ask someone in a minute how they think something is going. Even when I'm feeling low and I know there could be a chance possibly of some negative feedback, I'm willing to hear that if it means that I can grow and be better. And so just reassessing what worked, what worked, who did get on your discovery call list? You know, if you had like some calls to decide if they wanted to sign up with you, who did like and engage with your posts that you were doing throughout the launch? Maybe reach out to those people, DM them, ask them some questions. Again, it goes back to just asking questions. So just really reassessing what worked. 
anything that worked, right? Even if it's just you being consistent, okay, what made that work? Like anything that worked, look at that because you want to pull out the positives of it, not the negatives. Then think about what didn't you do? Even though you may feel like you've done it all, what didn't you do? There's always room for something else that you missed, that you didn't try, that maybe you could have done a little bit more. Maybe instead of only posting that thing one time, you could have posted twice or you could have reworded something differently. What didn't you try? Maybe there was something you put off because you were scared, like going live. I know that's not everybody's cup of tea, but what didn't you try? You know, until you literally exhaust every single option that is out there for you, it's hard to really say you've done it all. Another thing is to recognize the timeliness of your launch. And I talked briefly about this a little bit earlier, but wanted to just touch on it a little bit more is just that really assess what you're doing. You know, maybe it just wasn't a good time. You know, if it was like a really heavy political something was going on and maybe people were just kind of feeling a little bit heavy from that, you know, if you're doing something locally and then you try to launch something right after maybe like a catastrophe, catastrophe, if you were trying to launch something and maybe some type of catastrophe happened or some type of like crazy weather or something like that, I think it's just important to really look, you know, like we're in a recession right now. And I, you know, as easy as it is for me to say, because my coach told me the same thing, that like people are always buying something, which it's true, but at the same time, it is a recession. So even sometimes the messaging of how you're saying something to people, make sure, you know, you're coming off in a way of understanding what the climate is basically of everything you know like when everything happened with the pandemic and all of that stuff I completely pivoted my channel everything I was talking about because I was like I want to be understanding of where everybody's mind is right now and want to be as helpful as I possibly can and so I shifted what I was focusing on and it ended up being the thing that really helped my channel to grow but just really looking at it and being like okay is this really timely is this really resonating with people? And if it's not, is there something that might be in the way that could be causing some type of a shift? You know, it, it's important to really look at that because that could be a reason why maybe it was just a bad week for whatever reason. And now you want to try again. And then the last thing is just to start over, you know, stronger and more prepared. If you're going to go back into it, do some of those things I just mentioned, you know, don't just hop back into it and literally do just what you did. Make some changes, make some things better, get the feedback you need, ask the questions. Even if you're scared to hear the answers, get the help. Work with somebody that is a little bit more knowledgeable within the area of what you're trying to do, if that's what's going to help propel you. Whatever it is, I just encourage you to bounce back, but do it in a way to where you're coming back better. You're armed with information. You're ready to go. You're ready to show up consistently and you do it again. And back to that last point from the last episode, you keep going. This is such a big part of entrepreneurship and why I feel a lot of people give up and why even for me, as I am recording this, why I want to give up sometimes because it's hard. It's hard to constantly keep putting yourself out there and then not getting the result you want. And then you kind of refresh, you know, you're ready to bounce back, you do it again. And then up, you don't get the result you want. You do it again this time. Oh my gosh, it's great. But then the next time, you know, it's a very roller coaster ride. And sometimes it's one that we be ready to get off of, okay? Because 
it can just be a lot. And so this is me just, again, making room for those emotions because people don't always talk about the other side of launches. No one is sitting there saying, "Ah, you know what? I've been talking to y'all about this thing for the last three weeks and no one signed up. Most people are not going to say that because it's very vulnerable and sometimes it's embarrassing, you know, especially if you really just felt in your heart like it was going to just be this amazing thing and then it just isn't. And so I want to leave you with this last thing before we wrap this up. You are doing this for a reason, right? But remember that it really doesn't get easier. You just get smarter. You work it like a muscle, basically. And so the first time you launch something, it's the first time. Of course, you aren't going to know what to expect. Of course, there's going to be mistakes. There's going to be things that you thought would work and that didn't. It's all about trying it on for size. It's about putting it out there, the trial and the error. If you're not willing to even try, then you can't expect this outcome. It's just they work hand in hand. And so just know that this is a journey. You're always going to be growing, but you're going to get smarter. You're going to get wiser in this process. And so the next time you approach a launch, you're going to look at it differently. You're going to see the things you've done in the past and why they didn't make sense. When I look at my first launches, if you even want to call it that, in the past when I first started my stationary business, y'all, it was a joke. I was doing that launch, like I told you in the beginning of the episode before this, the launch where I say, hey, this is available. I maybe did one or two days of posting and then I was like, it's available. And then I would be sitting there with my lip poked out when nobody purchased. Now, years later, I'm looking at myself in that and being like, girl, what did you think you was doing? Like, did you really think somebody was going to sign up and you talked about it two times? And so just know that you are only going to get better with time. So even though it is stressful to launch, believe me, it's stressful that it's the whole thing of just like the wanting to give up, you know, and then being vulnerable and putting it out there and showing people things before it's ready and, you know, hitting the numbers and feeling good or not hitting the numbers and feeling however you feel. Just remember that it's all part of the journey. You're not doing anything wrong. It's the growing pains. And the more that you do it and you exercise the muscle and you really give it your all, you will see the results, but you can't give up prematurely. You just, you can't. And this is really what will make or break the people that continue to keep going versus those that don't. You run into those seasons of just slowness. And it's different from even like I shared in a previous episode about me closing my stationary business. It's one thing if you're doing something and you just are not enjoying it. You know, there's another thing with that. But I'm never one to tell somebody to stop their business. That's never what I want to do because sometimes you just want to stop because it's not happening overnight or you just want to stop because it doesn't seem like anyone cares when in reality they do. But you just have to keep going. You have to put in the work and you can't give up. You can't give up just yet. There's so much more to be said. There's so much more that people don't know yet. 
So I hope that if anything from this little mini two-part series that you took away that launching is a journey, it's constantly something you're going to grow with and learn with, and it's only going to get better with time. The more you put yourself out there, the more chances you have of having the success you're looking for, but it takes time. I'm right there with you. I completely understand it's hard, but it's so rewarding, especially once you start seeing those sales rolling in, once you start seeing people using your products and signing up and whatever you're trying to get as the outcome, once you see that and then you see the impact it's making, you will finally on the other side of it be like, okay, it was worth it. But launching is rough, okay? it's It can be kind of rough out in these streets. And so I'm glad we had a chance to unfold this and talk about it from both sides. I really enjoyed this little series. I would love to hear within the reviews. I know there's no way to really like comment on this podcast. I wish that there was, but in any way, reach out to me and let me know how did you like this little mini launch series? What really stuck out to you? What helped you? Reach out to me on IG, in a YouTube comment, in a review on the podcast, in a DM, wherever. Let me know what resonated with you the most from listening to this launch series because launching is one of my favorite things to talk about. And it's also one of the love-hate things that I have within my business. And I think that's why I love to talk about it so much. So yeah, I would love to hear that. But yeah, I'm going to go. I feel like I have been talking for what feels like 5 million years. I'll catch you in the next one. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspire Blueprint podcast. I hope it encouraged you in some way. If it did, please take a moment to leave a review and share your favorite moment. Lastly, come connect with me over on YouTube and Instagram at Tatiana Muse. Have an amazing day.